0: Hey friend, welcome to The Problem with Perfect. We are a cross-generational conversation that focuses on creating a meaningful, imperfect life through the lens of our mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health.
1: Each week, we will share our own experiences as recovering perfectionists or use our journalistic training to interview expert guests. We promise to be transparent and real in that each episode will leave you uplifted, encouraged, and believing you are enough.
0: So pull up a chair and have a seat. There's always a place for you at our
1: table. Welcome back to another episode of The Problem with Perfect. Hey, Robin. Welcome back, Rachel. I missed you. I know. I missed you too. I'm sorry I wasn't there for the last episode. My uh, life was a little crazy last week, but I'm sure it was a good one. So good to be back.
0: Well, it's good to have you back. It's good to have you back. Uh, I have to say, I did love the interview with the owners of the Toasty Goat. It was super fun, but they were so sweet, and they're like, "Oh, Rachel, Rachel can't be here." They were really sad that Aww. you couldn't be a part of it. So,
1: yeah, so it's
0: good to be back together with you.
1: Well, it was better than having a breakdown, which is what I was having. <laughs> 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 but I'm back, and I'm mentally better. <laughs>
0: Well, good, good. You put it like that, like, ah, yeah. Uh, it was a great conversation. So I really enjoyed it, but good to have you back. I have to tell you, uh, I don't know what it is, but I've been thinking a lot about where we're at and where we're going. Maybe it's because I have capacity to sort of think about these things now. Mm-hmm. And, and I think about how you know, remember how we used to podcast and if we podcast virtually, it was like, ah, that's, that's a bummer. It's not going to be as good. You know, the energy isn't the same, you know, but, but with COVID, we just had to, right.
1: Yeah. Became the normal.
0: (laughs) It became the normal. Exactly. So then I was just also thinking about, remember when everybody, you know, would go out and like write things on their driveways And there were all the signs that said, be kind and kindness
1: matters. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. I I mean, I remember that. I love seeing the stories of people who lived in apartments and they would like put signs on their windows and get to know their neighbors that way. It was cute.
0: Yeah. And then I, you just fast forward two years and I don't know about you, but I'm like, what has happened in the last two years?
1: (laughs) I know we're uh, not as kind anymore, maybe a little bit. I think that we all are a little bit more understanding about taking mental health days and wanting to work from home, but definitely uh, the kumbaya-ness that maybe we all felt during COVID of missing people, being around people, wanting to have that. Now it's like, ew, get away from me. I am annoyed by you. And (laughs) there's lots of things. Yeah. Lots of division right now in our country, especially. Mm,
0: yeah. So, Hey, while you were on vacation last week, mm-hmm. uh, we, uh, we received some communication. It came directly to me, but I haven't told you about it. Okay.
1: I know I'm, but I'm excited was, and nervous because <laughs> why do I feel like this was bad? That's fine. Well, just tell me it's not bad, but,
0: but I was like, Oh, Oh, so it was communication from a a loyal listener who has given us great podcast ideas and requests, and we try to like honor those, but she asked specifically if there would be a podcast about women's rights. I would
1: want to do this, but this is back to, okay, I, okay. I have thought about this and I've thought about doing one. And I knew that this is what this person was going to say. I don't know who the, who you're talking about, but. I feel like this is back with the gun rights thing where we were like, we want to say something, but I was like, wait, Robin, what do you think? I don't know. Cause I, we haven't talked about it. And I feel the same way about the women's rights. Like we haven't talked about it.
0: So I don't know. Right? Yeah. Well, so I got the podcast and it said, you know, do you think you might discuss abortion and women's rights on the podcast? And I have to tell you, my gut reaction was, ha 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 not no, but heck no was really? my first thought. Oh, that's funny. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, for a lot of reasons, but, but mostly because I just feel like it's a losing proposition.
1: Really? That's interesting. See, I love that we are discussing this for the first time live on air. Love that. <laughs> um, so I, I think that's interesting. I would talk about it. Um, But I think my hesitation in talking about it is I probably feel like I might be the minority of maybe what people listening to this podcast might think. And so I was like, I don't know. But I was already talking to Dr. McLean, who came on our podcast uh, to talk about what it's like going to the gyno. I was like, we need Mm -hmm. to put you back on about all this stuff going on and she's happy to do it. So if that's something our listeners are interested in, I'd be open to it, but.
0: Well, the reason it scares me is because I think it's it's just an opportunity for more divisiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that is why it scares me. And I don't want people to, I don't know, I don't wanna feel like we're dodging tough issues because certainly that isn't the way we've grown the podcast, but I also, uh, don't think that a conversation on our podcast is going to change anyone's mind, but I do think it has the opportunity to really tick people off.
1: I think here's the other thing. I would definitely be open and willing to have a, a podcast about this for whoever our listener was that wants this. Um, and maybe all the other listeners who are listening now, please let us know if this is something you would want. But I think what we would want to do is be very intentional and think about exactly what we wanted to say and what we would want the episode to be about. And so um that's not typically how we record podcasts. A lot of what we record is on the fly and very much conversational things that we haven't spent a ton of time planning. <laughs> because that's just how Robin, you and I bounce off of each other. And that's one that I would want to be extremely intentional about deciding what we wanted to say. So I'd say if enough people are really interested in that, let, let us know I'm open to it. Um, but it's one that I would want to put a lot of thought behind before recording.
0: Right. Yeah. And even you having said that I'm still on the fence, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, we, we would have to get a, a big response and then, then uh, be prayer. I, honestly, I'd have to be really super prayerful about that. Cause it scares me. That conversation scares me uh, because I've had the conversation in private with a lot of my friends and a lot of people um, in general. And I feel like it's just a conversation that continues to make what I feel like is this divide just feels like it's, it's an opportunity for another divide. And, uh, I don't know right now. I just feel like I have a personal need for connectedness and for continuity and kindness. And so, uh, until I would be convinced that like that podcast would be part of the solution of making things better rather than building more divisiveness amongst our listeners, that would be hard for me. Does that make
1: sense? Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I think that we have, talked about tough issues before and definitely one thing that you and I talk about is like we need to be in a good place before we talk about anything and so I would say if you feel like you're not necessarily in a place where you would feel like that conversation would be productive for you then that's okay if that conversation doesn't happen here right now but that being said I do think that it's important to talk about what you feel passionate about and have the conversation, even though it might be hard, even though it might be messy. We've definitely had those on the podcast before where it's like, it was messy. It probably made people mad. It probably hurt somebody's feelings, but we felt like we need to have it. Mm, Right. And I both were ready for it. So. Right. Right. And felt sort
0: of a calling on our heart for the podcast as well. Like for that specific episode. So, you know, not there right now is all I'm saying, but I think for for the rest of our time, it's important maybe for us to talk about that whole idea of why is it hard for us? The gap of divisiveness. Like we know that we're a divided country. We know that even as Christians, we're kind of, I'll just use the word bitterly divided on some things. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So why is it so hard? You know, you've like, you know, okay, well, let's have a, a podcast. Let's just talk through this. And, you know, even just saying, let's just talk through things so we can get to a common place of understanding of mutual understanding. You know, we'll build this foundation of understanding and then we'll, we'll build on the conversation from there. And, and I hesitate because even saying that, I find, I think that is really difficult, the talking and the listening. Mm-hmm
1: it is it's hard to navigate it's hard not to feel like triggered or mad or get your feelings Mm -hmm. in the way when having the conversation especially because I mean no matter what it is you don't necessarily know how the other person feels when you're having this conversation which makes you want to like tiptoe a little bit or at least I don't know it does me. um I guess the other thing I'll say is even if we're not having a conversation yet about some of these things that are happening, doesn't mean that we don't care or have very strong opinions. (laughs) I don't want people to mistake a temporary silence or Mm -hmm. we're not caring.
0: No, I, I think that we both care passionately about people, right? For me, it's more of a care about people than it is certain ideologies. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that it's hard in this, in our culture sometimes to know what, when to say, when to say what we want to say. And so the whole idea of like even talking, like you said it, Rachel, you said it, Hey, I'm afraid that if we had this podcast, that I might be in the minority and no one wants to be in the minority mm-hmm. and there's science behind that, which we're going to talk about. So talking and feeling like, oh, I feel comfortable and confident sharing like my thoughts and my feelings on something sometimes can be really scary. I'm raising my hand and saying that like, (laughs) especially publicly. Um, So as we talk about how to be more kind, how do we, how do we help this dividedness in our country? I think recognizing that talking about things, sharing our heart, sharing our, it's hard. It's hard because of a culture that sometimes says, if you disagree with everybody else, you're not okay. And the other thing I'll say is that on the flip side of that, sometimes it's hard if we can, I think, be honest that it's even hard to be a good listener with people that we don't necessarily
1: agree with. Mm-hmm, Cause you're too busy being like, well, you're stupid <laughs> in your head. <laughs> well, yeah, if, if we're honest.
0: honest. If we're honest. Also, uh, I read this great article, is, and thanks to um, someone who sent it to me. It's called, let me see what it's called, because it's good. The science of what makes people care. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the reason I, I'm intrigued by this is because to be kind, to be less divided, we have to care more about people. And so it's like, why is it so hard to care about certain people? you know, there's people in my life, I call them extra because they require a lot of extra grace, right?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which Matt
0: yeah. Chandler, the pastor would say, uh, that's a, that's, that's on you, right? God's sending those people into your life to show you where you had gaps, but it's a whole nother conversation. This article about the science of what ma- makes people care has some really interesting points. that I think that it's helpful for us to think about, because sometimes I think, uh, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I be nicer to people? Why don't? Why is it so hard to listen to people that I think are idiots? <laughs> and uh, this article is in the Stanford Social Innovation Review, and it it's a scientific journal where they did a lot of compiling of different types of research. But basically, one of the things that they tell ta- that they say in this article is that when we have information that is perceived as threatening or contradicting how we see that ourselves and our values that we hold deeply, we will find a reason to ignore that information or to rationalize why it is wrong. So you and I just did that. We did that when we said, cause that person's an idiot. That was our way of rationalizing, doing exactly what this scientific article says. That's what people do with information that is not aligned with how they see the world. The article went on to say, researchers have found that people who are more conservative tend to have an worldview. They value respect for authority, preserving the sacred and protecting their group. By contrast, people who are more liberal tend to have an egalitarian worldview and value justice, fairness, and equality. So on the other hand, when messages are framed in a way that connects to deeply held beliefs. People are more open to changing their stance or taking action. This is found to be true on a wide array of issues, including many of the things that are like really su- super hot topics in our in our culture right now. So I just think that that's a really interesting point that at least it can give us some help about why is this such a hard thing? Why is it so hard to care about people with different ideas about the world than our own.
1: I mean, yeah, I I would say like so much of who we are is because of our worldview, right? Like our, the systems that we belong in and how that influenced our view growing up. And so when you're so conditioned to believe a certain thing based off of your own personal experiences, it can be really hard to see the point from somebody else, because your own experiences feel so true to you.
0: Right. And they are true to you. Absolutely. The trouble with that is the other person's experiences are very true to them as well. Right. Which is, which is the hard part and people seek information. We seek information that makes us feel good about ourselves and allows us to like, in that conversation, like, Oh, look, I'm so smart because like I already knew that, or this person's helping me build my argument or make me feel like this is the the truth. this is the truth, right. Um, and you know better than I do that like that's what social media is so good at.
1: yeah, it's interesting. There's this documentary, I think it's called the social dilemma. Do you know what it's called the one that made waves a while back ago because it talked about the algorithm of different platforms like social media and Instagram and how you are literally shown your point of view more so than anything else. So people are in like these political silos where they're only getting shown people who have a similar viewpoint than as they do. And right. it just reinforces their beliefs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it makes you think that the whole world should think like that or does think like that. Thinks like you. And the science behind that is that that's what, that's what affirms people. That's what people seek. And so like, if we run into information or if we run into people who aren't affirming us and who aren't uh, pouring into this idea that we're right, then we push back on that. We don't feel safe there. We certainly aren't going to stay or click and go deeper and spend more time going down their rabbit hole. And the same is true with people, which is the point I'm trying to make is that we're not going to, it's easy to think about, oh, I don't want to click on that. But we do that in social settings. Like we walk into a wedding reception or a bar or church or a small group, and immediately we gravitate to people that are going to make us feel safe by having similar opinions. And, and it it's not even it doesn't stop there. I should say we, we also do that with outward appearances. We are more comfortable with people that look like we look.
1: Yeah. I mean, unfortunately that is how it, how it is. It's like you, you're around people who are similar to you and it's a lot easier to be around the people who have those same interests or same neighborhood, same job, all of that. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. But I guess the point for me that was just kind of eye opening is like, I don't want to be that person that has to have people uh, alongside of me to always agree with me, right? I want to be compassionate enough and caring enough and interested enough, curious, right? Curious. Like, I might not agree with you, but I want to be able to have a conversation with you and listen to some of your experiences um, without feeling like, I I have to challenge you or I have to change you. And and I'm saying that because I think, uh, I hope that I'm not the only one that feels that way. I I think that looking at the divisiveness of our country, that there's a lot of people that we could benefit if we took a step back and consider that.
1: I also wonder how many of our listeners are hearing this and thinking, well, it's not so much that I don't mind hearing other people's opinions, but I have trouble sharing my own mm-hmm. because I'm a people pleaser. I don't mm-hmm. like rocking the boat. I want to fit in with the crowd. And so I can hear other people's opinions all day and I can maybe see even both sides. However, if people are asking me about my opinions, it's hard for me to speak up because I don't want to be offending my friends or offending the people in my small group or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. find yourself in
0: that situation
1: definitely I think that I mean there are times especially because of my journalistic background and Rob and I wonder if you're this way too it's like you're taught to be neutral Mm -hmm. and you're taught to not say your opinions just listen to both sides and then be objective and report both. And so with my personality type and also my journalism background, I think that it's easier for me to hear both sides and not get offended than it is for me to speak up my own personal opinion and be afraid about what maybe other people think of me because my views are different. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I struggle with this as well, partially predominantly, because I don't want to alienate people. I don't want people to feel like that. Oh, she doesn't agree with me or my lifestyle or the decisions I'm making. And then they're going to feel distant from me. I don't want that. Like, I don't have to agree with people to love them, you know? And, and so I don't want them to feel like, oh, there's something between us now because she, she looks at things differently than I thought she did.
1: Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Or like the peacemakers, I can see how it would be hard for like that peacemakers type to feel like they can't say anything because they don't want to rock the boat. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: And and people are so afraid of conflict. I mean, if you and I are saying we struggle with being true to who we are, (laughs) yeah, uh, And I think people, some people might be surprised that you and I feel that way, but absolutely. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to be true to yourself. Even
1: so many different motivations for why it's hard to talk about these, whether it's like you personally feeling like you can't say anything or feeling like you don't want other people to feel like they can't say anything to you. Yes. Big roadblock. Right.
0: Cause, and when you say it like that, maybe it's like, we instinctively sort of know what that science of that article tells says, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's interesting to read it in black and white and to think about it and to think about how it impacts our behaviors. Uh, but maybe you're right. Maybe just instinctively, we know that, which is why we're afraid to be completely honest with people and, uh, kind of hold some of that close.
1: Probably another reason why this happens, if I were to guess or talk about or think about it in terms of my own life, is that it's easier not to go there with people in your life who you assume have a different opinion. hmm I think it's like, oh, we're just not going to go there because that's just going to make me really mad. I don't want to hear your side because I like our friendship to be smooth sailing. hmm <laughs> And so let's just not talk about these things and it's like creating a boundary of, well, like if it comes to this issue, we're starting a separate group chat because we -hmm. don't want to have an argument.
0: Right. Right. So and one, on one hand, I think that that's respectful of the, of the friendship and the, and the, the, the community, right. Uh, Especially if it is a community, because you never want people to have to feel like they have to take sides. But on the other hand, if we could learn to have a conversation where we could both be authentic, then you could go there. And it, it would probably mean that you guys could go to a different level with friendship. But I say you guys, like, I, like this has never happened to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you have to strike a balance of like, you want to be able to have conversations with other people, hear different perspectives, but at the same time, it's holding that boundary. And if it's like, it's easier or better for your relationship overall, just to not talk about it, then I have the opinion that, okay, maybe with this person, we just don't bring this up because it's going to go well.
0: Yeah. So that might be a good tip for someone who's listening and says, Hey, you know, I want to, I want to make the world a kinder place. I want to take a step towards people and, and be able to, Help this divide that's in our country. Um, that might be a great tip. Uh, another tip that I was thinking about is is really w- when we think about being compassionate. I am always challenged by the fact that am, am I able to be compassionate to myself, and starting there with self compassion, because if I can learn to be compassionate to myself, I feel like I can be le- able to learn to be compassionate to anyone.
1: That is good. That is so good. I feel like sometimes I have the opposite problem where I can be really compassionate toward other people. I have a hard time being compassionate toward myself. I'm very hard on myself. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what I'm saying. Yep, exactly. So if I could learn to be compassionate to myself, because that's where I am the most judgmental really is here, um, that it would help me be more resilient. And I could take those things that I've learned about being compassionate and then apply them to other people. Cause like you said, Rachel, like we all have our own stories and we all have our own versions of truth and our experiences shape our reality. And when you say it like that, like, well, then of course we do. Why, why would I expect someone to, to have to think like I do, or have the same opinions and values that I do for us to get along, like, no, it's about really being able to respect that their narrative and their life story is different.
1: I would also say probably everybody who listens to this podcast has a growth mindset or wants to be bettering themselves is into self-improvement. And it's like, how are you going to expand your mind if you're never opening yourself up to other viewpoints Mm -hmm. or at least challenging the ones that you've always thought, right? Like some of these big decisive uh, divisive issues in our country right now, I used to be on the complete other side of, and now mm-hmm. I'm on the other side. <laughs> it's like, and that was over years of change and hearing other people's opinions. So I think that it's good to, even though it might be hard or triggering to have these conversations, cause you never know, there might be things over time that you're like, you know, I never really thought this way, but maybe now I can see a different side. And yeah. I think That's good and healthy as a person to grow and not just always think and believe the exact same thing, but be open to having your viewpoints challenged because it's either just going to make your, your stance stronger in what you believe in, or you're going to come to a new conclusion. And neither of those are bad. Right. Yeah.
0: You're going to, you're going to be affirmed or you're going to be challenged to think maybe, maybe I was wrong, or maybe I can look at that in a different way or maybe you live five, 10 years and your life experiences change and it impacts how you see that certain subject. So I grew up, uh, very much. I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast, uh, like very black and white. Um, obviously I've talked about being black and white, a lot of gray, but, um, I have a sibling, a brother who, um, went to prison for a long time and it, challenged me in so many ways, uh, and broke my heart, but it shaped me into being more compassionate, It shaped me into opening my mind to the fact that, uh, you know, someone who is a felon this or that, or whatever, like that doesn't mean that they're bad. And it doesn't mean that God can't do good things in their lives, but, uh, but it was, it was at that point in my life, like the deepest pain I'd ever known. Um, and, and God really worked through my, through that experience to change my heart. So, yeah,
1: I think that's true. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, because that's like definitely a big story, right. And a big thing Mm -hmm. that happened in your life. But I do think that that's true is that when you do go through these situations, it's like, oh my gosh, now my perspective is totally different because I've been through it. And you understand it on a whole new level. Yeah. All these assumptions of what we've been taught about maybe somebody that's been incarcerated. Right. It's like, once you know firsthand who that person is, you see their face, you have their name, you know, their heart, you're like, oh, but that's not what it's like at all.
0: Right. And it wasn't just my brother, but my brother, you know, he developed friends. Then you begin to care about them and their story and their families. And so community is community and you're exactly right. So. So, yeah. So, um, the final tip I think that I would like to pass on is, uh, if we want to be more caring towards people, then we need to develop habits of caring people. And I like this because you know what, we can do this. We can do it. Like if you want to become something, then you practice it. So when I was thinking about that, I was like, well, what does it look like to be a caring person? You know, and caring people are polite, and I cannot stop and pause there enough because people are not polite these days.
1: You know, a hello, I, I bye. Call people stupid several times in this podcast. Whoops! Well, but you didn't oh. say
0: it specifically to anyone, so so I'm gonna say I'm gonna give us a pass on that. Maybe I shouldn't, but but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call someone stupid on social media. I wouldn't call someone stupid to their face. Um, just in general, I think people aren't very polite anymore. So caring people are polite. If we could just start there, if we could just be more polite to people, if we could smile at people, you know, nonverbal communication goes a long, long way. I think that that's something that we could all probably improve on. So caring people are polite. I think caring people are considerate of others, uh, which maybe goes along with polite, but you know, can you open the door for someone? I know when I go into the gym, it always makes me so happy when someone stops and opens the door for me. And I don't know why. It's a little thing. So makes me feel like, oh, look, that was so kind of somebody. Um, caring people are generous so that we are not uh, afraid to hoard what we have, but to share it. Caring people are affectionate, and there's science behind like touching and why touching and the physical touch is so important for people. One of the things that we missed desperately during COVID was that we couldn't touch people. And then finally, I think that caring people are understanding and forgiving, and they just have this way of making people feel special. When I think about people that are really caring in my life, they have a way of making me feel special. So I I think that as I considered this podcast, it's like, those are things that I want to be more
1: of this, this week. So I like that. And I'll share like a story that I don't want to give too much away. I'm going to try and be as general as possible with this. But I will say that does work if you are trying to reach the other side. (laughs) So as we talk about like this whole women's rights and everything, there is someone I know who believes quite differently than me. Mm-hmm. on this issue and was posting about it quite a bit on social media and it was making me very angry and I was like oh, I just I'm so mad like I hate seeing this and I had a friend in need um, for small children basically small children whose parents are in a really bad situation and these kids unexpectedly needed a lot of things to survive, like Mm -hmm. clothes, things, things that babies need. Mm -hmm. And this person who believes very differently than me stepped up and got these kids a ton of stuff, like just out of their own money. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this person talks the talk. And even though their social post made me very upset, I felt like, their actions and their kindness, like you talked about really backed up their viewpoints Mm. and I had to respect it. I was like, I don't agree with you, but I respect you
0: because Ah, of what you've done. Yeah. And it feels like you were able to take a a metaphoric step towards her, right?
1: Yeah. And she's a wonderful person. I really, really, really like this person. So I'm not trying to say anything bad about them. I would just say our beliefs are quite different, Mm -hmm. but seeing that she was just so selfless and was like I'm gonna do this mm-hmm. was that spoke more to me than anything like her social post could say or even though I felt angry at the social post this outweighed it I was like okay yeah that's cool that she did that
0: at the end of the day she was generous and caring hmm
1: yeah, yeah. So I will say what you, that point that you give Robin, I think that does really speak volumes, especially when you don't necessarily agree on something. The Uh, other thing I'll say with that though, for my tip, is that if you do have someone, like I mentioned, maybe who has different views than you on social and actually got this from Mason, um, my fiance, is that he's like, anytime I see somebody that's posting something on social media that is different than a view, different viewpoint than mine, I never unfollow, which I think a lot of us say, oh, hit the unfollow button. And he said, I do that because it's really important to know other viewpoints and to always just be understanding of what other people may think, even if it's different than my own, because you don't want to get in that silo. And so that always stuck with me once he said that I was like, okay, even if this might be hard for me to see, it's good for me to be exposed to different viewpoints yeah. So I think that would be a challenge. Like, of course it's a balance. If it's really impacting your mental health, it's okay to unfollow, but make sure that what you are viewing online is a good balance between all different sides because that will help you grow as a person.
0: Mm-hmm. I needed to hear that. I did on uh, on Sundays and we happen to be recording today is a Sunday. Uh, I get an email um, on Sundays and and so many times I've been like, I'm going to just unsubscribe to this because she drives me a little bit crazy because <laughs> he's a great writer. It's Maria Schreiber. I'll just say who
1: it is. Okay. I was <laughs> wondering who you were talking about. Yeah, uh,
0: She's a great writer, right? Obviously she's an amazing journalist too. And I respect her so much as, as a, as a woman and how she stood up and, and the things that she's accomplished but her politics, which she writes about in detail, sometimes, uh, differ from mine. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say like, can we just stick to philosophical things? Because philosophically you and I agree. And it's when you get deep into politics that we don't agree. And it makes me fussy. And so then I find myself just skimming like, okay, did she stop talking about politics? I'm going to re-engage at this paragraph. Yeah. Uh, and what's ironic is I just did that before I got on here with you. <laughs> Thank you, Mason, for challenging me to, and reminding me like that. I, I do that. And I, it's not even conscious, really. It's just like, ah, ah I don't want to do, I don't want to read this. I don't want to yeah. think about things that are different from what is comfortable. It's more work to really think about things that um, don't always align with with what we think and hold true. So all right mic drop from mason thank you very much for your <laughs> contribution
1: uh, i know you know i'm just dropping the words of wisdom but i do think that that is good and that goes back to what we talked about so earlier of why it's so hard to talk about this and it's because we only want to hear the things that reinforces what we believe what we grew up with says we're right is mm-hmm. like us and it is a lot of hard work to open ourselves up to hearing other viewpoints but I think we're better off for it when we do Yeah, and if it is definitely a balance of just knowing your limit of what's enough exposure and when it needs to be chopped off, <laughs> but yeah. it's good to well, get that uh, point.
0: I agree. So I just hope that we can all be part of the solution this week instead of part of the problem.
1: That's right. That's a good challenge right there. Well, Robin, this was fun. It was fun talking to you about this. It's always fun talking to you, Rachel. I look forward to it every week. Me too. And same to all of our listeners. So we'll see you next week.
0: Hey, friend. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're honored that you're sharing your day with us.
1: Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get a notification when new episodes are released. And hey, we'd love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. So make sure you do that.
0: And remember, whatever you're going through, there's always enough grace for you today. So be sure to give it to yourself.